You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Um, so I'm going to give you just a little bit of background, and then we'll stand here in a moment. Um, but we're here, we have the book of Galatians written by Paul to the churches in Galatia, numerous churches. Um, and just kind of a brief overall, so you understand kind of where we're coming from, um, is that these churches in Galatia had Jewish believers, uh, people that grew up in the Jewish faith looking for a Savior to come, and a majority of the Jewish uh, people in that faith did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, so they continued to believe and go through the, the book of Moses, the law of Moses, and follow that as if they're still waiting for the Messiah to come, uh, not realizing that Jesus was that Messiah. But we have some Jewish believers that did believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They got saved through grace on what he had done for them on the cross. And we also had some Gentiles that were going to these churches. So you had people with backgrounds of Jewish faith and Jewish religion and people that probably had a bunch of different gods that they thought they served or no gods at all. But they were introduced to Jesus by Paul and he started churches. And so you have Jewish people and, and uh, Gentiles going to these churches. Now the problem here, the reason Paul wrote this letter is there were some uh, Jewish beliefs that were being introduced to this church uh, that you had to follow some of the law that Moses gave in addition to what Jesus had done in order to gain heaven. Um, so they started doing things that the book of the law said they had to do with the intent of, I got to believe in Jesus and what he did on the cross, and also I have to follow these laws in order to have heaven. And so Paul's writing to them saying, what's wrong with you, basically? You say, well, how could you forget so quickly? I wasn't here that long ago and explained Jesus to you, and already I'm hearing stories where you've kind of added things to that, and he's trying to set the record straight with them. He spends most of the book reminding them that the salvation that Jesus offers was through his death on the cross, and that alone, right? He, there are no other things that you have to do in order to earn salvation because we're incapable of earning salvation by anything we do, it's only what Jesus had done and his payment on the cross that we accept through him how we get to heaven. So he spends a lot of the book talking about that and reminding them of that. He even takes the book of the law, so Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He says that that was like, supposed to be like a teacher, supposed to be a schoolmaster that would point to the truth. And that's why the book of the law was given and why all the laws and the rules and the things that God expected the Jewish people to do was so that when Jesus came, they would understand this is him and they would be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of them missed that and they missed the point of that. But he, he likens the book of the law as, as a schoolmaster or a teacher, teaching them and pointing them to what Jesus would do when he came. But then they took what the teacher said and says, we must do this plus what Jesus said, and that's obviously not how it works. And so Paul takes a lot of time explaining that to them and reminding that to them, um, and he continues to reinforce that self. once salvation is accepted, you're a new creature. And that's how it still works today. As it worked 2,000 years ago, it works for us today. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you are now a new creature. Old things are passed away. Your sin nature, where you were headed, your direction, right? Everyone goes two places. There's no exceptions. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. Those are the only places we go after we die. And when you're born, you're on your way to hell. 
because we have a sin nature and it is part of who we are, it's part of humanity. And only Jesus and what he did on the cross can change our nature into a new creature. And he continues to remind them of that. Um, So if you would stand with me now, we'll get ourselves to Galatians chapter 6. So after he's been going through all this explaining to them, there were some fightings going on in these churches. And they were arguing about what they could do, what they shouldn't do, what had to be done for salvation. And Paul's like, everyone needs to just relax. Listen to what I have told you. Listen to what scripture says, what Jesus said. And this is how you should behave now that you're a new creature. So we get to, uh, to Galatians chapter 6. We'll start in verse 1. We're just going to read the first couple of verses, and then we'll get into it. Uh, Galatians 6, verse number 1 says, Brethren, if a, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, thus, also, thus thou also be tempted. And verse 2 is where we're going to focus. It says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So Paul writes that intentionally. You know, he tells us to, after going through, especially in chapter 5, talking about helping each other and lifting each other up, building each other up, and what we should do as new creatures, he gets to this point where he says, we need to bear each other's burdens. And when you do that, when you help each other out, when you love one another, now you fulfill that law that you're so worried about. Because they were so worried about some of the things in the law that they had to do in order to be saved and Paul's like, that doesn't, it's, you don't have to do those things to be saved. You fulfill the law when you love each other and take care of each other and bear each other's burdens. We'll pray and we'll get into it. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you'll help me here this morning. Give me clarity of mind. Help my words to be glorifying to you. Lord, help me to step aside and allow the scripture to speak. Allow your truth to be shown uh, to your people. Lord, I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for the people of this church. And I know you love them more than anyone else. Lord, I pray that you'll take this time and help us to become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So bear you one another's burdens. I do remember some of the songs. One of the songs we sang was, uh, as I look at it, Till the Storm Passes By. And that complemented the, the special really well with grace and the tough times that we go through. And my goal today, this morning, is, is to help you, uh, as the Lord helped me, um, when it comes to tough times. We all go through tough times. There's, there's, no one is, is an exception. No one is immune to trials, to difficulties, to things that we would bow out of if we had the choice. If we were given the opportunity to take this or don't, we would say, no thanks. I don't want that in my life. I would like that to not deal with those things. And we all have different things that we deal with. Um, but the Lord knows that. Right? The Lord knows everything we go through, and he's given us many instructions on how to help ourselves get through those things, how to enlist him in, our, in his help in our lives, and how we can help each other. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, is how do we help each other? And as long as I've been coming to Eastside Baptist Church, uh, we are a very good church at helping each other. When we go through tough times, we, we get together, we lift those people up. They're, it's not difficult to get this church body to help other people. I mean, I mean, think when pastor was going through a tough time, it was super easy to get all of you. I mean, the thing that we did and all those gifts that we gave and just show them our love, it was like easy to get people to do that. I wasn't twisting anybody's arm. I didn't, I mean, I did, but that was just for fun. Um, but you didn't have, didn't have to do anything to get people to do stuff. Everybody awake? Is that okay? It's all right. We can laugh this Sunday morning. It's okay. I didn't twist anybody's arm. Only my son, but that's okay. Um, but it's not hard to get us to do things. We're, we're caring church. Something, you come to Eastside Visitors, those of you that maybe this is your first time or just a few times that you've been here, um, Eastside Baptist Church members care, and they get involved. 
and they help and they participate. Um, but here's, here's a spoiler alert though. They are all human. We all are all human. And we aren't always perfect. And we don't always do what we should do. And sometimes we miss. And sometimes we forget. And sometimes we make mistakes. Not because we don't care. Not because you're not important. But because we're human. So we have to learn, and this is just kind of side trail, but we have to learn to give each other grace, to give each other some leeway and understand that we all do make mistakes. But we are to bear one another's burdens. So verse 2 here, bear you one another's burdens, that familiar, you're probably familiar with that verse. And that word bear there just means, it means to carry or to take up. And we all understand what burden is, right? Burden is just a weight, right? It's a weight. And we all carry weights. But when we pick up or carry, take other people's burdens, each other's burdens, each other's weights, and we carry them together, we fulfill the law of Christ. We do what Christ has instructed us to do. Now, there are some requirements in order for us to bear or carry each other's burdens or weights. And there's, number, there's one big requirement that we, this is, it's not in scripture, okay, but it definitely applies. There's one thing we cannot be if we're going to carry weights. So I'm going to go over here. I'll be right back. Don't leave. Please don't leave. Just stay. Okay? What's he doing? Okay. Yep. This is a mannequin. So one thing we cannot be, if you're going to bear each other's burdens... And carry weights for one another. You can't be a mannequin. So if I ask this mannequin, I have this weight I need you to carry for me. Carry this, help me. Carry this weight for me, please help bear my burden. Well, it's not going to happen. It doesn't even have arms. How can it carry without arms? So, you know, if you've heard me preach any amount of time, I like object lessons. I like things for you to see and look at, whether it be ropes or candy, or in this case, mannequins. Um, and, and the point of this is, is for us as Christians, we can be mannequins sometimes. Mannequins, this mannequin does not care what it is wearing. My wife dressed this mannequin. I did not. My wife dressed this mannequin. It doesn't care what it's wearing. It doesn't even care. So I had to buy a foam head because the heads, there's no head on it. I cut a hole in the back of the head to get it to fit. The mannequin doesn't care. It has a hole in the head. Mannequin doesn't care about itself. Mannequin doesn't care what it wears. A mannequin doesn't care where it stands or sits or lies. A mannequin doesn't care about itself. It doesn't care about me. It doesn't care about what I care about. It doesn't care about you. It has, it has no, it, it doesn't matter. Nothing in this world matters to this mannequin. It just is, right? And that's a very far extreme of how we can sometimes be to each other. We're, we, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. I assume there's probably a lot of stuff going on in your life too. Right When that song sang, and I looked in, in your eyes, and you didn't know it in a non-creepy way, I looked in your eyes from up here as that song was being sung, and I could see the wheels turning in your heads of the grace and the things that you went through or are going through that I might not know. This mannequin doesn't know. This mannequin does not care about the things that were going through your mind in those moments. Right? It doesn't know, and it doesn't care to know. But we are not mannequins. We are humans. We are God's children. We are part of his church. He died for this church. He loves us so much that he died for us. And he tells us to love each other like he loves us. And so we can't be mannequins if we're going to carry each other's burdens, carry each other's weights. 
So one thing you must be, so this is what you cannot be. You cannot be a mannequin if you want to be a burden bearer. But what you can be or what you must be is you, you must care. First thing is you must care. And, I mean, it seems simple. And, and you would probably say, yeah, I care. But mostly what we care about, if we're just honest, and I'll be honest from my end, and you can say it's true of you or not. But from my end, I care most about me. I care most about me. I care most about mine. I mean, just bottom line. And that's not right. That's not the way it should be all the time. But if I'm just completely honest with myself and bluntly honest, I care most about what I care about. Now, I care about what you care about, too, but if I'm just being honest, I probably care about my stuff more than I care about your stuff. doesn't mean I don't love you. doesn't mean I don't care about you, but I, my focus, and this is how humans are, our focus is us. So if we're going to be burden bearers, we must care. Go with me to Exodus chapter 17. So we're going to go to an example that we can use in our life and, and how we should be if we're going to be burden bearers, and that's the goal. The goal here is to walk away this morning understanding how to be better burden bearers for each other. How to bear each other's burdens more better. Bad grammar. More better. So Exodus chapter 17. Drop down to verse number 8. Exodus 17 verse number 8. So we have an account here of a battle with the Israelites. Verse number 8 says, Then came Amalek and fought with the Israelites in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I, this is Moses, will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So you might have heard this, this account before, but you have Israel battling Amalek. And, and basically, Moses has the rod of God, and as long as he holds his hands up, Israel wins. But obviously, if you did this for too long, your arms are going to get tired. Moses' arms got tired. And if he dropped them, they start losing. Well, obviously, when you have control over the winning or losing of your people, people die or live based on when your hands are, he's going to want to keep his hands up all the time. But physically, he was not able to. Right? He's just unable to physically keep his hands. And it says till the going down of the sun. So this is literally all day long. The whole morning hours, the daylight hours, this battle is raging. And as long as Moses keeps his arms up, they win. But he can't do it on his own. So he has Aaron and Hur that came up with him. Now, they, the problem here is they care, right? They all care about Israel. They care. Those are their brothers, their sons, their fathers out there fighting. Their people out there fighting. And Aaron and Hur cared deeply for this cause. They were part of this cause. Moses cared overall for what happens here. And they, Aaron and Hur notices and recognize Moses' fatigue. So they were in tune with where Moses was at. So this is all part of we need to care. So Aaron and Hur understood and saw where Moses was struggling. His arms got tired. He was fatigued. So they, what they do? They get him a chair. They, they involve themselves. Okay, and we'll get to that here in a second. But they care. They care deeply so much that it moves them to action. They get Moses a chair. 
that helps for a little while. His arms are still tired. He's sitting. It's better, but his arms are still tired. So they care so much that they grab each one of grab an arm of his and keep it up themselves. So they, with their power and their strength, lift Moses' arms up so that they can win. So when it comes to our life, we say you need to care. And we all agree. We all need to care. This world needs more caring, not less. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of anger, even amongst God's people. We need to care more, not less. So in your life, if you're to bear each other's burdens, how often are you on the lookout for one another? Now, I'm not, I'm not up here scolding anyone because, like I said at the beginning, we're very good at this. But that doesn't mean we can't be better. It doesn't mean I can't be better. I know I can be. So how often are we actively looking to see where we're struggling? Not to point it out, not to kick someone when they're down, not to say, ha-ha, I'm more spiritual than you are, but where could we, how often do we look where we can help? Do we actively seek to help each other? Do we actively seek to look for areas to help each other? And off, we will if it's right in front of our faces. If someone posts on Facebook, we're all over it. But do they have to say it out loud for us to notice it? And if they don't, are we just we go on with our life? The problem is it takes effort to care. It takes effort to care. Mannequins don't care. They give no effort. There's no effort being put forth from this thing at all. Doesn't care. Not a, not a little bit. And if we're not careful and we don't put forth effort, we'll be a mannequin and we won't care. We'll, we'll be one more than them. We'll care about what we're wearing. We'll care about our life. But we won't care about each other. And we'll be a mannequin. You can't bear burdens, as we proved, being a mannequin. You must care. That takes effort. The effort that it takes, number two, is you've got to involve yourself. You have to involve yourself. If you're going to bear someone's burden, so if you're going to carry or lift someone's weight, you have to be involved. Right? Aaron and, and her, they found solutions. They looked for solutions to help. They found a seat. They lifted their arms eventually. And here's the thing, too. Moses, he wasn't too proud to receive the help. Us uh, good Midwesterners here, us Iowans and Minnesotans and South Dakotans, we're real private people. We like to keep our problems to ourselves. We don't want to bother you. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Yeah, don't you know. <laughs> good Midwesterners that we just deal with our problems on our own and don't worry about it. We come to church and we, everything's great. We look nice. We got smiles on our faces. Everything's fine. Everything was not fine with Moses. People were dying. I mean, it's pretty dramatic. But he was not too proud to accept help. Right? He was, he was willing to allow Aaron and her to get him a seat. He was willing to allow them to lift his own arms for him. He was not saying, oh, I got it, it's okay, and then secretly dying inside. We can, if we're not careful, and I'm not saying we should just air our dirty laundry all the time, coming in today, oh man, you should hear all the bad things that happened to me today. So bad I stubbed my toe. Then I kicked my cat. And then the cat bit my toe. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> this is my life. Oh, Lord, what is, what I, but I'm blessed God, I'm at church. Amen. Right? I'm not saying go and air all that. But when you need help, get help. That's what the church body is for. When you're struggling, and you know, physically here for Moses, but when we struggle spiritually, and you struggle spiritually, don't tell me you don't struggle spiritually. You do. You can't live in this world and not struggle spiritually. It's not okay but it's going to happen. But there are things that can help you. Obviously, being here this morning, you're here already, step one, check. You're at church. That's going to help you spiritually. There was Sunday school before this. If you missed that, add that to your list. Go to Sunday school. Get more, more God's word. Not bad. Good. More of God's word is always good. 
right? But then look at the Christians around you. Look at the people. Look at your friends around you, your acquaintances around you. People that will help. Don't be too proud to get spiritual help. Talk to each other. Open up. Be transparent. Transparency does good for your relationships. And we need each other. I need you. Right? I need, I need all of you. I need you to be strong. I need you to help me be strong. We need each other spiritually if we're going to grow, if we're going to carry out God's work for us, which is to further his kingdom on this earth. We need each other. We cannot be hermits. You can't. You can't do it on your own. You need each other. You have to have help. So Moses wasn't too proud to get that help. He, he was willing to receive it, but also it took Aaron and her to offer that help. They noticed he needed it, and they got involved. They just say, oh, man, poor Moses. His arms look tired. He should lift more weights. I bet if he lifted more weights, he'd do better now. I bet if he would you know, stop eating all those, those quails, he'd probably, he'd probably be in better shape. He could probably hold his arms up better. And look at him. He's already sitting down. Good grief. He's supposed to be our leader. He can't even hold his arms up. No, they looked for solutions. They offered. They got involved. They, they knew he couldn't do it, and so they looked for places where they could help out. They didn't say, I'm now Moses. Give me the rod. I'll do it. No. They said, let us help you. Let us support you. Let us get in there and bear your burdens with you and help carry those things for you. So to be, to be a burden bearer, you must care. You must involve yourself, and you must see it through. Right? It was till the end of the day, till the sun went down, they stayed there. They stayed by his side until the battle was finished. They didn't come in, do something real quick, be like, all right, well, now good luck to you. Peace and leave. Right? They stuck it out with him. They stayed with him until it was done, until it was over. Once they got involved, they were in. They weren't leaving until it was done. Right? And that's, this is, again, these are examples we need to take. If you're going to bear a burden or carry a weight for someone, it may require some serious commitment. Some burdens are not fun to carry. Burdens usually aren't, you know? I mean, we, we lift weights to make ourselves stronger, and those, those weights aren't even fun. Like, you cry, you sweat, those are not good times, <laughs> right? But when it's real life burdens, emotional, relationships, health, financial, like, you can lift all the weights in the world that doesn't make those burdens go away. But some of those things are big, and if you are going to bear each other's burdens and get involved, you need to be willing to be involved for the long haul. To be there through, the, through it all. To help out all the way through. It requires commitment. And that's sometimes, I think, why we maybe don't get all in when it comes to helping each other and bearing each other burdens because we know it's effort. It might take away free time of mine. It may mean that I, after working all day, I may have to go help someone else do something instead of going home and eating supper and getting comfortable. I may have to go do more work for someone else. And that may be fine for a day, or two, or a week, but after that, man, I'm done. I got my own things to worry about, right? I'm just being real, I think, with you, and how life can be. So if we're going to be burden bearers, we have to care, we have to involve ourselves, and we have to see it through. Next, why should we be burden bearers? We're like, okay, this is all makes sense. It sounds hard. It doesn't sound fun. I mean, carrying my own burdens is hard enough, but now I got to carry someone else's, and we'll talk about that thought process here towards the end. But if we are going to do this work and help out each other and bear each other's burdens, that's going to take effort. Why are we doing this? Why? Number one, it is a command. I could end there. It's a command. God says, bear ye one another's burdens. And, I mean, we lo do you love God? 
Oof. Okay. Do you love the Lord? Amen. The Lord loves you more than anything. I think I'm in a room full of people that do love the Lord. We're half asleep because we're Midwesterners and we aren't going to say it out loud because we're Midwesterners. I get it. But I, I love the Lord. I don't love him as much as I should or as, as well as I should. I fail him all the time because I'm a human, but I love him. And I want to do my best to follow him and obey him. He died for us. He died for you. And I don't think anybody else died for your, for your soul. One person, Jesus, died for your soul. He, he loved you so much. The only person that could did. And all he says is, love the people around you. Do what I ask you to do. And he's not asking us to do that much compared to dying. He's saying, bear ye one another's burdens. It's a command. So if we don't help each other out, if we don't actively seek to bear each other's burdens, we're just disobedient. That kind of, sounds harsh. And you could give me your reasons and your excuses and why you can't. And they may be valid, but the bottom line is, if you bear each other's burdens, you're obeying. If you don't, we aren't. Bottom line. So it's a command. That's why. Another couple more reasons, though. It demonstrates your love. It demonstrates your love. Go to 1 John chapter 3. <clears throat> 1 John chapter 3. Not John, but 1 John chapter 3. So why be a burden bearer? It demonstrates your love. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 16. The Bible says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, just like I just said, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's us sitting here. Uh, verse 17, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his, seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. So what's being said here is how do you know that you show love? How do we know that God loved us? Well, he died for us. And we should be willing to sacrifice ourselves for each other as well. The same kind of love that Jesus had for us, he expects us to have for each other. So that's your best friend, that's your not-so-best friend. But Christians, people in this room, we should love each other so much that we're willing to die for each other if necessary. I mean, it's, it's pretty plain. There's really no way around it. But then he even goes further to say, I understand you probably, most of you are probably not going to have to do that. But he does say that if, if you have this love that you say that you have, but then you see somebody else that has a need. And I like that first part of verse number 17. It says, but whoso hath this world's good. That just means those of you that have a good life, and I'm, I think we all fall into that category. Even the ones of us that have the worst situation probably have it better than 95% of the entire world. We have a good life. We have a great life. God has blessed us in so many ways. So many ways we take for granted. We just expect to wake up in the morning and have hot water. God has given us so, so much. We have this good life. We have good in this world. And he says, you have good in this world, and then you see someone that has need, and you shut up your bowels of compassion. It means you're like, eh, you just put it out of your mind. You forget about it. You see it, so you recognize it, but you decide not to do anything about it. And what, do they, what, is, what does the Bible say? It says, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How can you say, I love God, and I know what God has done for me, but when you see someone else need, have a need, and you're like, ah, I can't do it. I've got this, 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 and this, why I can't. But I was like, oh, how, how, could you, how does the love of God dwell in you if that's your attitude towards each other? And I don't think any of us would say that's how I feel, but we may act that way, or our lack of acting may show that. 
And then verse 18, my little children, love, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and, also, deed and word also, uh, and in truth. So <laughs> it's basically thoughts and prayers. Now, everyone in the world, we need more than your thoughts and prayers, and prayer is vital. It's important. It's, it changes things. Prayer is real. Prayer is supernatural. Prayer changes things. But the Bible here says if that's all you're doing, if, if you're just um, thoughts and prayers, and all right, done, did my good deed, thoughts and prayers, and maybe you actually even prayed. But the Bible says if you're not just, if you're, that's all it is and you're not doing, there's no deed, there's no action behind it, then why? Then it's not real. It's, it's words, right? Praying for one another is vital, but if you can literally help someone by carrying their burden and all you do is pray and think about them, that's, that's only a part of that love. It's not acted out. We're not only to love in word and tongue, but also in deed and truth. So by carrying one another's burdens, by actively seeking to bear each other's burdens, we demonstrate love. We demonstrate the love that God has for us, and we demonstrate it for each other. So if you want to demonstrate God's love, you have to be a burden bearer. You have to carry each other's burdens. Good time, and I don't think there are any parentheses unless you're carrying a burden. Right? It's just it's his command, bear one another's burdens. So it demonstrates your love. Secondly, it demonstrates your faith. Go to James, James chapter 2, real close. James chapter 2. Verse number 15, James chapter 2, verse number 15. <clears throat> and this is just reemphasized throughout all of Scripture. Verse 15 says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto, unto them, again, this is a brother, so it's a fellow Christian, if one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? What's the point? If someone comes in and you're like, they have a burden, you're like, you know what? Be warmed and filled. And that's all you do? Congratulations, you said words. That's it. You have to do, you have to get involved. So when, when it requires you to get involved, hopefully from our perspective as Christians, we understand, again, we have our own burdens to bury, to, to carry, right? We have our things that we bear. And things that we bear in our life sometimes are too heavy for us. Right, and that could require another human to come and help carry those burdens, and that may relieve some of the, the pressure, and that will help. And you will feel loved, and you will feel like the way God loves you, we love each other. But let's be real, let's be honest with each other. There are some burdens that only God can carry. Many burdens that only God can do. And so if you're going to insert yourself into each other's lives and, and say, let me help you bear and carry these weights, you need God to help you, to help them. Because if you're going in, say, all right, I've got these answers. I've been alive 40 years. Got it. Let's go. You're going to fail. You're gonna, you might make the situation worse. Because you're getting involved thinking that you're going to do the one to, be, to bear, all the, all the bear all the burdens, not relying on God to help you carry those burdens. God carries all the burdens. God can carry everything. God allows us to carry things to teach us things, to help us help each other, right? Experience to bear each other's burdens. There are many reasons that we have trials and troubles in our lives. But God knows them all and God can carry them all. So if you're going to in, insert yourself to bear someone else's burden, it requires you to have faith. 
and the one that can. So you, it shows your love, it demonstrates your love, it demonstrates your faith. So those are two things that the reasons why, besides it's a command, why we should bear each other's burdens. Now, as we finish here, and that just means we're like gearing down, the plane's not coming down yet. Um, how can we bear each other's burdens? Okay, we know we can't be a mannequin to do it, right? We've got to have some, some feeling, right? We've got to care. We know why we should do it, but how do we do it? How do we bear each other's burdens, right? Like, the, I, I can't pay your mortgage, right? If your mortgage is your, I'm sorry, Gabe, I know. It's like, come on, gets up and walks out. I can't pay your mortgage, right? I have to pay my mortgage. If I pay my mortgage and your mortgage, I don't eat, okay? So I, there's some things I can't do. Right? I can't, there's some burdens you have that I can't just bear. Physically, I'm unable to do it. So how are, what are some ways that we can bear each other's burdens? Probably the most important way you can bear one another's burdens is be a listener. Be a listener, like an actual listener. Right? Take the time. You want to you show that you care? Listen. You want to show that you care? Married guys? Okay. You ever had a, a, let's say, a discussion with your wife and weren't really listening that well? Does she feel like you care at the end of that discussion or does she feel like you don't care? If you heard parts of words, some of words, but the, you know, the football game was over her shoulder and that's really what you were focusing on, you weren't listening, she definitely doesn't feel like you care. She feels the exact opposite that you care. She feels like you don't care. And now your discussion just got longer. You laugh because you've been there. I know. Because <laughs> that's life. That's how we do. And that's how I say that so that you understand that we all do that. We do that with each other. We do that to our spouses. We aren't always good listeners. You find a good listener, man, that, they'll make a great friend. A good listener is a great person people want to be around. And it doesn't just mean you unload everything on them and they're just good at listening and give me all your problems, I'll just hear them out. But a, an active listener means they take time to care. They listen, they focus, they give attention to the listener, give attention to what the other person's saying. They're not just thinking about what I'm going to say next, which is what we do all the time in our discussions and conversations. You friends will do it to each other. They'll be talking and something will come here. Oh, I got to tell them that. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, anyway, did you hear this? And they're like, I wasn't even talking about that. Anything near that. You just went off on a completely different tangent. But we do that. And our mind is preoccupied with what we're going to say and not what they're saying. And then we wonder why, why we're maybe not so good at bearing burdens. Or why we don't actively seek out to bear each other's burdens. It requires attention. It requires focus. It requires a listener. Take focus off ourselves. And put it on others. Now, when we go through trials and struggles, the best way to emotionally help yourself, because, you know, when you go through tough times and trials, it can be heartbreaking. It can be heavy, depressing. Things that occupy your mind, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. The best way to help yourself when you have those burdens is to go out and carry someone else's. That's the best way, is to get our focus off of us and onto each other. But again, that's unnatural because we focus on ourselves solely almost. We want all the attention and we put our attention, especially when things are tough on us, we feel bad for ourselves. We try to figure out the problem. We try to find solutions. We look for answers and we miss everyone else's problems. We miss everyone else's burdens because we're so focused on us. We'll even come to church and we'll put on a nice show and we'll, 
we'll talk to each other and we'll act, we'll look like we're listening. But sometimes, I mean, I've done that. That's why I can say it. So maybe you never have, but I'll say I've done this. I might be talking to you, you're talking to me, and I'm worried about the thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about this, the, the problem I have. And it's there. It's in the back of my head constantly. Even while you're talking and I look like I'm having a good time, I might even be laughing, you know, because you probably told a great joke. Blake, Blake's out in the back. He probably told a great joke, and so I'm laughing. But in the back of my mind, I'm worried about the thing I'm worried about. And it, it detracts me from caring about you if I'm cared about myself so much. And it also demonstrates my faith is more on me than it is on God. If I can come into church and have my problem and say, Lord, how can I help someone else today? I know I have, I know I have this struggle. I know I have this burden that I'm carrying. And Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget it while I'm here. I'm going to allow you to take it, which you should allow me to take all the time. But I'm going to allow you to take it while I'm at church. And I'm going to come into church this morning and I'm going to look actively on purpose for someone that needs me to help them. When's, when's the last time you did that? When's the last time you walked in the back doors with a, with a goal, with a mission to help somebody else in this room? Not just your best friend. Yes, your best friend, but someone that maybe you're not super close to. But anybody, just pick someone to say, my mission today, Lord, Holy Spirit, show me someone that needs my help and allow me to be that help. Show me how I can, show me what I can do. Sometimes all it is is a word. But sometimes it's more than words. Be willing to do whatever it takes. But then actively ask the Holy Spirit, show me. Who can I help? It's, it's a challenge. It's convicting to me because I don't do that every time. Because I come in, I'm like, all right, I've got to teach Sunday school. And then we're singing in the choir. And then, oh, I'm preaching this morning. I've got to get this mannequin out. I hope it doesn't look stupid. I hope no one laughs at me. And i got all these things. And I don't think about what, who can I help today? Who can I personally find and say, well, how can I help you? Or just whatever it may be. Holy Spirit, help me to know. That should be our mission, our goal, every time we come in here. Every single time. So we have to be a listener. It takes focus off ourselves. We have to be a connector. Okay, this goes back to I can't pay your mortgage for you. Bearing burdens, sometimes you're not the only one that can carry it. Sometimes you can't carry that weight. Sometimes it's impossible. But that doesn't mean you can just be like, well, okay, I can't help you. Good luck. Right? Be a connector. Find people that can help. Right? Find programs that can help. Right, just take the mortgage thing specifically. If they're if people are struggling with the money, then you point them towards places where they can get help with their money. Whether it's classes, we have a Dave Ramsey class, Brother John does. There are many avenues to get help that maybe you can't specifically personally help, but you can bring them to places that can. Right? If you're a brand new Christian and you're struggling maybe in some of the things to do or what you're supposed to do, we have this discipleship program we do here with our continue book find somebody to disciple, right? If you're looking to help somebody, get that continue book out. If you need discipling, if you want someone to take you through the, God's word and the principles on how we live our lives and what we believe, there we have a, there's a 14-week plan that'll take you through step-by-step step of all the basics and it'll just grow you spiritually. Look for someone to do that with you. Look for someone to do that with, right? Find ways that you can connect somebody to the help that they need. Don't just say, I can't do it and give up. Find ways to help. Be a connector. Um, the relationship, and the most important thing as a connector, I say point them to, you know, Brother John with the, the class for the finances. Point them to the, the continue book. Most important thing that we can do as a Christian is point everybody to the Lord. We don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I don't know how to fix all the things. I, I don't even know how to fix a lot of my own things. 
right? The things I struggle with. I struggle with them because I don't know how to fix them, right? So I don't have answers. Pastor doesn't have all the answers, but we know who does. The Lord has the answers. And when we live our life according to what he says, you'd be surprised at how many answers come. Doesn't mean you don't have problems, doesn't mean they go away, but you get through them way easier with his help. So that's the main thing. The main connector you can be as a burden bearer is point people to the Lord. Ask them about their Bible reading. Ask them about their spiritual relationship. These are kind of uncomfortable questions, especially do this with teenagers. If you have teenagers, do this. How's your walk with God today? They'll be like, well, huh? Oh, how's your walk with the Lord? I'm fine. Don't walk away. Don't give up, parents. That's not a good enough answer. What'd you read in your Bible today? Oh, I'm reading tonight. I'm reading, I'm reading tonight. I didn't read anything yet. It's tonight. Right? And I'm saying with teenagers, but what if as adults, we asked each other those questions? Well, again, Midwesterners, you're prying. Don't be meddling. Oh, I'm going to meddle. We're going to meddle. Let's meddle in each other's spiritual lives. Not to point out, not to kick while we're down, but to grow, to edify, to build, to challenge, to keep accountable. What did you read in your Bible this morning? When's the last time you prayed? How's your spiritual life going? How are you and God today? How are you and God right now? Just like if someone came up and said, how are you and your wife? Right? You have those answers. You know where your relationship standing is. What's your relationship standing with your Savior? And if you haven't considered it or it's not good, that's where, as a burden bearer, we should point each other to the Lord. Change that. Grow that. That's how, you, that's how you help them bear their burdens. And then finally, how can we be a burden bearer? Be available. Be available. We need to be available to each other. The best ability is the availability. I love it. It's my favorite. Be available. We all have busy lives. There's not a single person in here that doesn't have a bunch of things going all at the same time. Bearing burdens of your own takes time. But now for, um, if God is telling us to bear each other's burdens, it takes even more time and even more effort, more work, right? Some burdens, they can be quickly helped. Others may take longer. The key is to be available. Do people know you're available? Do people know you're available? Or are they like, yeah, they, they aren't going to be able to help me. They're too busy. Or they've got their own things going on. We should all know with each other that we could go to anybody at any time and we would be ready to help. If we all knew that about everybody in here, man, how much, man, we could get so much more help. We could grow so much together if we all were available to one another at any time and anything to try to help. Doesn't mean we have the answers again, but we're here for you. And that's the way we should be as, as Christians, being available. That's the key. So in conclusion, bearing burdens for others isn't easy. But God commands us to bear each other's burdens. It's not easy, but it is necessary because it's what God desires of us. God desires of us to be burden bearers. And as Christians who want to grow, we should desire to become better burden bearers, to become ones that actively seek it out, look for ways to help. You know, we should always be kind to everybody, right? Inside this building, outside this building, always be kind to everybody because everybody's having a tough time. There's not a single person out there that doesn't have something in their lives that is a weight and a burden, right? And where you can be a blessing to help those burdens, we should be looking for those things. Jesus bore our burden. He bore our burden of sin. 
a burden no one else could bear. Only he could bear that burden. He took our sin burden and he bore it himself and took it away from us so that we could have a home in heaven forever, right? And if, if you've never asked Christ to save you, if you've never asked him to take that burden off of you, you carry it. And you, if, if you never ask him, you will die carrying that burden. That weight of sin on our life that, that separates us from a holy God. Because God is holy and he cannot be in the presence of sin. So no sin will ever be in heaven. And so if we bear that burden ourselves, if we carry the weight of sin our whole life and we die carrying that weight, we die and go where the only place we can go and that's in hell and that's where we'll pay for that sin forever. Because you have to pay it off. It has to be paid for. There's no, you don't get to write it off. There's no tax break for it. None of that. Sin needs to be paid for. There's a wage and it's death. And it's death forever. Paying for it for all eternity. So if you've never asked Jesus to save you and take that burden away from you, that's your end. Your burdens never go away. So I urge you today, if you've never had that moment, come down here at the invitation. We'll find someone that can show you from the Bible exactly how you can know today that Jesus will take that burden away and you'll never have to carry that burden ever again. But for you Christians, are you bearing the burdens of others? Are we bearing the burdens of others? Are we willing to be transparent with each other in order to get the help we need. You know, and that's the other side of the coin that I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on at all, but we, we need to get better at asking for help when we need help. Spiritually, if you need help, get help. If you need encouragement, get encouragement. Don't do it on your own. Don't just hunker down and do it on your own and I'll just push through it. No, there's so many people here that have, have experienced so much life, that love the Lord so much and would love nothing more than to point you towards him to grow spiritually, to become the Christian that God wants you to be so that you can start helping other people with their burdens also. So seek out help if you need help. And Christians, those that, that want to actively seek other burdens and carry them, do it. Do it better. Look for it. Don't be so self-absorbed. Understand there are other people that have issues, and I know we know that, but actively seek out how you can help them obey, fulfill the law of Christ. When you fulfill the law of Christ by seeking out other people's burdens, you help them and you help yourself. Because again, it, it proves your love, it proves your faith, and it increases both of those. All right, stand with me if you would. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not here to say that I've got some awesome truth that I just gave you that's going to blow your mind that you've never heard before or that it demands a response because of me up here saying it, it doesn't. But God demands responses from us. God gives us commands. And we can't just ignore them. We can't just pretend we didn't know about it or that it doesn't apply to us. Galatians 6.2 applies to all of us. And if we're honest about it, we, we need it from each other. We need each other's help. That's, that's why we have a church. That's why we have a body of believers that comes together to encourage each other, to help each other, to be there for one another. Someday the Lord is going to come back and he'll take all our burdens away, every single one of them. But until that day, we live on this earth and God has commanded us to bear one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.